What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Weekly Pep. This week's message is entitled From Mundane to Sacred, You Choose. And it's a bit of a follow-up to last week's um, message on you are the one that you've been waiting for. Um, Obviously, we do a lot of things every single day that can seem pretty rote, pretty routine, pretty mundane, um, no big deal, uh, just run-of-the-mill. We can, you know, see that day in and day out. And... Many times uh, we can get stuck in that rut of seeing everything as just, you know, seeing every day is just another day or seeing, you know, our routine is just that, just a routine. Um, Instead of really seeing every single occurrence that happens to us as something sacred, obviously we have the power to, to see those things in one of those two ways, rather seeing it as mundane or seeing it as uh, something that's spectacular and sacred and um, elevating you on your spiritual path or moving you forward on your journey. For most of my life and for most of most people's lives, they see things as mundane. Um, that a lot of times is what sparks us to look for something deeper or look for something more. For me personally, I wanted, you know, something more to life. I would go, um, I would do my normal everyday thing, go to work, go here, live for the weekend, go shopping, uh, go on vacation. And I'd be on a mountaintop looking out over the ocean, um, you know, looking at the sun and I'd be like, wow, there's gotta be more of this. (laughs) Where is more of this? Because when I'm at work every day, I don't feel the more of this. And for me, I, you know, would push down those feelings over and over and over. And I would go back to my everyday life and look at it as just, ugh. It's just every day, like this is the same thing. And I would wait and have these ebbs and flows of, you know, mundaneness, mundaneness, mundaneness. Oh, this is a special moment. Okay, back down to routine, routine, routine. Go up, we have this amazing experience. Come back down. Oh, routine, mundane, routine, mundane. And we do it all over again, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to have something, um, you know, ebb and flow between mundane and sacred or mundane and, you know, amazing. Everything can be that way. It's just in how we choose to see it. So you might be saying, like, how uh, how do I make my drive to work, you know, sacred? How do I make that into something more than what it is? For me, the the biggest thing that helped me to change my drive to work was 
number one, switching up my drive. Uh, We get into that routine of going that same way every single day to work and seeing the same thing, but we're really not seeing it. Um, We're just driving along aimlessly because we're so used to going that particular way. So one of the things that I did to try to make my drive more intriguing and more amazing was to switch it up from time to time and go down a different street or go down um, a, a different way so that I could see, wow, look, they're building such and such over there or, oh, wow, that house changed or that's a really, really nice. I really like what they've done with that yard. Like I really um, am liking that. Maybe I'll do that in my yard. I started noticing things uh, in the drive that I never noticed before because I made it into something that was more sacred, that had more meaning for me. I went down different streets, streets that I hadn't experienced before. And, you know, obviously when you live in a certain area for a long period of time, I've lived in uh, Houston now 15 years. This is my 15th year in Houston. And from living here for 15 years, I literally, you get tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over. And it's nice to switch it up and change it around and do something different than what you did previously. But that's just like one example of doing something that seems rote and mundane and routine and switching it up and making it into something that has meaning or something that is sacred. And so I'm going to walk you through uh, a couple of the benefits of doing this um, and also share some examples of how I've done this. So obviously, uh, you know, when we are moving from mundane to more sacred or more, you know, having things have more meaning, we have more reverence for everything that happens. So instead of, you know, just saying, wow, this guy cut me off today and just not really thinking about it, you might look into it a little bit more. You might have um, a moment, you know, because when the guy cut you off, something else rose up in you and you did something that you're not used to doing or you did something that you didn't think that you should have done. Well, why? Why did you do that? Um, you start asking questions of yourself. You start di- diving deeper into what might be the motivation behind um, these things. And obviously, when you go through something, when you go through something maybe significant, like, um, you know, a breakup or uh, a loss or a um, even a change in job, any of those things, you look at it from a different standpoint. You kind of give reverence to it. You um, give weight to it that you might not have given before. And that is something that is a benefit of looking at things from the more sacred viewpoint or the more, um, you know, enlightened viewpoint rather than the mundane viewpoint. Obviously, from the mundane viewpoint, we see things as, 
you know, happening to us? Like, why did this happen to me? Why am I, you know, we're very egocentric when we are looking at it with the mundane view. But when we look at things with reverence, we see how, you know, we've grown through a situation or we see how we handled something differently than maybe we did in prior years or, you know, prior days. Um, we just we recognize that growth and we see reverence for the things that happen in our life. You know, um, for me personally, you know, last year I uh, experienced this firsthand I was really, you know, worried. Um, my, you, my mom um, is out here with me and she actually was having a procedure done out here that they stated required somebody to be with her for 24 hours a day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working. Like, how am I going to be able to do this? You know, and we we started kind of brainstorming and the the thought process at the time was, okay, my mom's sister, my aunt was going to come out and be with her during this time while I had to work. Well, um, not a month before, uh, <laughs> before, you know, my mom's procedure, I, you know, got called into my office at, called into my boss's office at work. And my boss said, Hey, you know, we want to switch and make this, um, put you on, you know, doing contract work. Um, and I said, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, okay. So does that mean I can work from home? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You don't, there's no reason to drive, you know, like we'll just do it. We'll switch over everything to this. And I said, oh, okay, great. So, um, that was like a problem solved. I was able, you know, I remember him even saying to me, wow, like you're handling this so well, like. You're, you're, I mean, basically thanking me for, for putting you, you know, on contract. And I was like, I personally am okay with it. Um, because I, I feel like there's a meaning in this. I feel like God is allowing me, um, this opportunity for another reason. So, you know, I, I see it with completely different eyes. I could have really gotten down to myself and really kind of beat up on myself and said no and fought it and tried to do all those things. But, um, I saw it, the, the actual opportunity with reverence and I felt like it was a gift for me. Um, I didn't look at it as a negative at all. Now, most people would, I mean, I know I would have in the past, but I didn't, I saw it as a gift because I knew that I really wanted to be there. Um, to help my mom with this procedure that she had to go through. So that's, um, the first thing reverence, you get, you have reverence for everything that happens. Um, following that you, you realize there's a meaning and a purpose to everything. Um, it's not just suffering for the sake of suffering or pain for the sake of pain. There's a reason for it. Um, and usually, you know, when we're younger, we typically kind of think, why, why is this happening to me? Again, being more egocentric rather than, um, being, you know, looking at it from a, a more enlightened viewpoint. Uh, we see things that happen to us as things literally happening to us, not necessarily something happening for us, not something to, um, 
help us on our journey. And this is one thing I, I absolutely do feel that I saw for myself when I was younger um, that I didn't recognize until I helped someone with it. So when I, um, when I graduated law school, at the time, I think I had dated two guys, maybe seriously, over the course of that time, like my high school boyfriend, and then I dated um, a guy in law school. And both of these guys, like, ended up, you know, breaking up with me. Full disclosure, breaking up with me and marrying the very next person that they started dating. And at the time I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with me? Why, why is it that I deal with the craziness and then they go and marry the very next person? (laughs) Right. It was like, I guess I'm the preparer. But when I, you know, came to Houston, one of the first people I met was this girl who had experienced this with her boyfriend and I, and she was like, oh, you know, he's marrying this other girl and I'm super upset about it and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh yeah, that's happened to me twice. No big deal. <laughs> you know, like move on. It's, it's okay. Because in actuality, I was able to view it with, you know, fresh eyes, number one, having that perspective of time, but also seeing how neither of these relationships was the relationship I wanted for my life. In the first relationship, that guy was a military guy. He was in, you know, in one of the armed forces. And obviously, if we had gotten married, I would have been following him around. That's not something that I wanted for my life. It wasn't something I saw myself doing. And I mean, even, you know, I remember when we were, you know, kind of breaking up, he's like, did you really see yourself like working at the base exchange? And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, you're right. I didn't, you know, but I, in, when you're young, you, you think like, oh yeah, I'll do these things or whatever. But in actuality, I never it never would have worked out between us because I was way too ambitious to be comfortable with that. With the second guy, the second guy, for lack of a better term, had a big ego. Yeah, he was pretty arrogant. He was he was pretty sure of himself, you know. And for me, I was very much somebody that was not into. Um, putting on airs and he he very much was because of you know his family life and how he was raised and who he was related to and things like that and that's fine but it wasn't who I wanted to be I didn't want to um be you know curated at all times like that's just not me so in actuality, these things happened for me because this was not my path. And looking back on it, I was able to give meaning and purpose to going through those situations. Number one, for helping others that were going through those situations, view them um, with some perspective and recognize the meaning in them. You know, obviously people come into your life for a reason or a season. Um, and these people came into my life for a season and that's fine. But, you know, I was able to 
see those things with meaning and purpose. And I look back on, you know, those things that have happened to me over the course of my life with meaning and purpose now, rather than just seeing them as something that happened to me. So that's another benefit. Um, The next thing is seeing everyone uh, with God's eyes or at least shifting your viewpoint to try to see with God's eyes. Obviously, I don't see everybody with God's eyes all the time. But in actuality, like five minutes after I might have gotten out of my my mode of seeing them that way, I try to shift the perspective and say, like, how can I see this person from God's perspective? Like, okay, they lashed out because they're going through this or they're angry for this reason, you know, Um, and they took it out on me rather than, you know, processing it and dealing with it in, in the way that they felt, you know, in a way that was more productive, they took it out on me because they don't know how to do it any other way. Or, you know, seeing just mundane, like I said, situations um, from the viewpoint of, okay, this is happening for this reason. I'm seeing it with God's eyes. Next up, um, it really, you know, when you're able to look at things from the viewpoint of the sacred or more enlightened viewpoint, you're able to recognize the power within yourself. Obviously, this is a a follow-up to last week's message of you are the one that you've been waiting for. You're the one that has the power to choose how you see things and how how you process things. And when you are able to see things from a more enlightened viewpoint or to shift your perspective on things, you're seeing it with a power that most people don't have. Most people sit in it and they see themselves as the victim, but you don't. You see how this is ending up working for you. Um, going forward, that that helps you to see things um, in their truth see the truth of things. Like you can't really see the crap anymore. You can't really um, BS your way through it. You have to see the truth of what is uh, when you're, when you're seeing things as sacred, you can't say, Oh, you know, I'm having a, a pity day or a woe is me day. Like just yesterday I had a horrible, horrible night. And like, I would have loved to just sit there and cry and go, woe is me. But I couldn't even do it because I knew what was happening. I knew why, you know, these feelings were coming up for me. And I journaled about it. I I worked through the emotions that were coming up for me. I recognized why they were coming up for me. I, you know, voiced the feelings that were coming up so that I could release them and heal them and move forward. But I couldn't do that before. Um, It was now, now that I'm seeing everything as more sacred or seeing everything from the enlightened viewpoint, I'm looking at it from the viewpoint of, okay, what is the truth in this? What is the truth that I know right now about me? Um, And why are these feelings coming up for me right now? It's, it's more working through it. So obviously, finally, <laughs> you know, when we do this, we are able to make 
things that seem mundane, seem routine into things that that are sacred or um, are viewed with more meaning and more purpose. It gives more color to life. You know, I can't I can't just see, you know, I don't see anything as not sacred anymore. Yes, uh, Friday I was looking out my window. There was a huge bumblebee. The first thing I did was pick up my my book and say, okay, what, what does, what's the symbol, symbolic meaning of a bumblebee, you know? And, um, I have a card deck that, that speaks to the animals, the spirit animals and like what they are. And the bee symbolized that sweet rewards awaited or sweet results awaited. And I got those sweet results on Friday for my mom. My mom was telling me some things that happened for her that were sweet results. So everything, everything that maybe looks like it's no big deal is something that has meaning now. Um, Just a bumblebee flying in my window is a message for me. Um, You know, going outside and, and seeing the sun or the quick change from sun to rain on Friday, that meant something. Like to me, that kind of symbolized what was happening with this weekend because of my mood shifted like immediately. So everything, everything has meaning. Everything can be seen as sacred or can be seen with meaning. It's just a matter of you choosing to see it that way. And obviously it takes time to be able to see everything this way. I don't see everything this way every day. Um, But I have so much experience in doing it now and shifting my perspective that I am able to even if I can't do it immediately, I can do it usually within the hour of recognizing that something's coming up. I usually don't sit in my victimhood for long because I can't, because I recognize that there's something greater playing a part here. And I want you guys to um, recognize that for yourselves too. Obviously, there's some great, great books that I can recommend um, for doing this, and, and I will... Um, put those in my resources, one of which is May Cause Miracles by Gabby Bernstein. Um, I would love to take some people through May Cause Miracles as well. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, because I, I've been thinking about doing, um, this kind of uh, miracles and wonders course that involves, um, Gabby Bernstein's May Cause Miracles, but also, uh, teaches you how to use the cards in conjunction with May Cause Miracles so that you can get the most out of it. Um, but that that book really helps you to start shifting perceptions from fear to love in a way that um, most don't. That book is really good. Um, the Universe Has Your Back is a great book by Gabby Bernstein as well. Um, I really uh, just, I just finished Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, all of these books are probably already on my resources page under one of my other, uh, other episodes, but they're, they're good for you to have as well. Um, now just in case. So if you don't see it on there immediately, just scroll back down 
um, and bind them. Universe has your back. May cause miracles. Change your thoughts. Change your life. That's a really great one. Um, but it's really about shifting your perception for how you see things. A Course in Miracles obviously is the seminal text um, that may cause miracles. Universe has your back. It's kind of based on uh, change your thoughts, change your life is looking to the Tao Te Ching and really speaking of it that way. But it really also speaks to changing your thoughts and changing your life, obviously. So those are um, recommendations for me. I'll put that on my resources page. I hope that this really helped you this week. If it did, please let me know. Um, Feel free to favorite my podcast, subscribe to the podcast follow the podcast, whatever your podcast player says to make sure that you get these, um, get notifications of when I put a new one out, um, do that. And like I said, let me know if you're interested in the miracles and wonders, um, course, because I would love to put it out, but I also want to make sure people are interested in doing it. Um, because it is something that it's work. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people kind of just want to move forward and get to the end of things. Um, but there, there is something to be said for the cycles in our life and doing the work. And I've done Make Cause Miracles, I think, three times now. And every time I've done it, I have gotten more out of it. So, um it's just, it's an amazing course that really helps you to shift, shift your perspective on a lot of things and to see things um, from that perspective of sacred rather than the perspective of just mundane or routine. So I hope that that helps you this week. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys soon and um, have a good one. Bye.